Hey guys, it's Timmy Gibson with a special episode today. Uh, my co-host Lance Strickland and I got to collaborate with the Walk of Shame podcast with Bree and Eileen, and we got to talk about uh, the bad. Why are women attracted to bad boys? Quasi, or what is a bad boy? Um, as well as the nice guy. And honestly, we talked on about everything that you could talk about. And uh, we had a lot of questions for the ladies and they had questions for us. It's a, it's a really great conversation. I hope that you will enjoy it and make sure to go out and follow um, the Walk of Shame podcast. Uh, they got good stuff, good content. Without further ado, enjoy our conversation and on the podcast of The Walk of Shame. Yes. All right, ladies and gents, we are going to have to uh, let the men in on today's episode. We are collaborating with The Tippy Gibson Show. So we are talking about why do women fall for bad boys? You guys introduce yourselves. Lance, hey. you want me to start, big man? Sure, you go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead, Timmy. <laughs> well, I'm Timmy Gibson, and I live here in Kansas City, and uh, I'm 51 years old. I turn 52 tomorrow. Woo! Woo! Uh, I'm single, been divorced for about two years. I've got two kiddos, a 23-year-old daughter who is beautiful, and a 19-year-old son who is just a stud, and... Um, yeah, just living my dream, doing the podcast. And my, my profession, I do weddings. I officiate weddings. I'm in the love business, essentially. And I run nice. some singles pages. I mean, I, I do a lot of things, but um, I run some singles pages, do some relationship coaching, date coaching. And then I'm also a ring announcer for MMA events here in Kansas City. What? So people yeah. ask you, is it, is it the, uh, the old adage, I, do, I teach because I can't do since you're divorced? Yeah, probably. That's probably good and true. So I, I was married good 25 question, years. Good question. <laughs> yeah, I was married 25 years and I was a relationship coach during that time and um, actually started working with singles um, about five years ago. And uh, maybe that's why I'm single. I don't know. Because <laughs> you deal with a lot of singles. Lance, what about you? Yeah. Um, I am 51 years old as well. I'm a bad boy in training. I'm going to the Timmy Gibson bad boy school, school of bad boy training. You know, next time you see me, I'm going to be all tatted up and, nice. and, you know, riding a Harley or something. No, I've got three children. Um, one of them's in college, two in high school and, uh, you know, just, just enjoying doing the podcasting thing right now. So I'm gonna ask got you. married a year, got married a year ago, met oh, online. Congrats. Thank you. But I'm going to ask before we get started, why do tattoos mean you're a bad boy or, or even for women? Why is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know if it does. I, I don't know if that's just the perception. Like every time you see a, a bad boy or a criminal, I think it's on TV that, that like always have tattoos. Right. And now tattoos are so common. A, a true bad boy has his face tattooed. Like you got to okay. just keep scaling it up. Right. <laughs> Sure. Well, and I'm not it, doing my face, man. No way. Well, think about it, Bree. You were a goody goody till you got your first tattoo. Now you're 
bad girl. Uh oh. Goody goody. Come on. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's never never have tattoos though, huh? No, I didn't get my first tattoo. Yeah. Four, but but mm. being an hour friendship is really hard to be a goody goody. Now I. Hey. That's true though. I'll take complete ownership on this. <laughs> but it's really really hard because she is very good at at convincing you to do things that you would otherwise not do. <laughs> Here's the question the that I here's the question that I have. You you said why does tattoos make you a bad boy? I want to know like what's the equivalent of bad boy, but on the female side, it's not really bad girl. Like that's because I feel like the I feel like males, I feel like a female is kind of looking for a bad boy. That's something that's attractive to a female. Where the guy, the male, isn't necessarily attracted to a bad girl. You know what I'm saying? But I'm wondering what that equivalent is on the female side. And I agree because a lot of a lot of men are saying, "Well, I don't want some a woman who has gone through a bunch of men, right?" Well, in my right, I don't want a man who's gone through a bunch of women. So I, I'm not really sure. I would think that the bad the bad girls for men are ones who aren't are aren't dependent on men. They, they are independent. They do what they want. They have their, they're self-sufficient. They have their own lives. And to men, that's a challenge. But, but men, does yeah. that necessarily mean they're a bad girl? No, but that's, that's one of those, hey, I don't have control over this. Hey, I can't, I can't just tell her that she can do this and this and this. She's just going to go do it. Now, men yeah, think- also say women and vice versa. Right. I think what, what I think I hear Bree saying is the equivalent to a bad boy on the male side, the female bad boy is the independent, strong, self-sufficient woman. And I agree. So I, personally, like I'm attracted to <laughs> independent, strong women. Uh, now, I, femininity, though, uh, you know, for me, just personally, I enjoy feminine. I do not enjoy masculine in a, in a female but to me, independent and strong, uh, one, it doesn't scare me. Two, it, that's not masculine. That's just an independent, strong woman. But uh, a masculine woman is, is uh, again, I can't speak for Lance, but I don't, masculine women are not attractive to me. Right. Well, well I, I think you and I share that in common, yes. Hey, here's the deal. Lance is actually the bad boy in this in this little relationship here. I I might look like the bad boy, but it's Lance is teaching me how to be a man. We're gonna have to get in. I, I actually like it. Why? Wait, you're breaking it. Why are men attracted to independent women until they get them? Good question. I was married to one for and 25 then- years, so. It, I mean, well, first yeah. def- define independence. It, I mean, financially, uh, emotionally. I mean, both. All the above. All the above. Yeah, all the above. Is it because you don't have control over what that person is able to say and do, as no. far as their independence goes? I think there's a. I think there's a level for the male, or there's an aspect of the male that they want to provide. They want to be a provider. So there's. There's like this balance, right? The equilibrium between how much am I providing? I don't want you to, I don't want to be the sole provider, but I want to know that you need me at the end of the day. And I knew that you were going to say that. So my next question is, 
why do you need to feel needed? And why don't you want to just feel wanted? I'd rather want somebody than need them. I, yeah. I, I feel like they go hand in hand. I guess in my mind, if there's this level of when you need me, there's a level of, but I want you as well. I, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a little bit of a balance there. Timmy, what were you going to say? Well, I'll just say for me, even reflecting back into my marriage is I preferred to be wanted. And in fact, I don't know how else to say this, except that in the last two years of me dating, I'm experiencing uh, this, does, you know, women are and not very many, but I'm just saying I do have women that desire me or want me. And that has been the most flattering thing for me. It's like, whoa, like they want me. It's a huge difference, isn't it? It is. It's different than it's different. And it's even different than love. And what I mean by that is someone can love someone, but not want them. And so what, what I've experienced now, clearly right in the dating world, it's not necessarily love up front. But when someone wants me, they want to be around me. They want me sexually. They want to be close to me. That is fucking hot as shit for me. Right. Like it, it like, yeah, it can almost like win me over. Like, oh my God, they want me. Now I want them. So then Lance, since you're the bad boy, explain to us why. Um, Timmy cut out there for a little bit. Ask, you, you Explain to you why what? why you're the bad boy oh i'm not the bad boy i'm definitely no, he's the not nice the bad guy boy. too we're both yeah, I'm definitely, all, yeah we're both nice guys actually okay so, so timmy's definitely got timmy i feel like timmy and i are very similar but timmy has more of a bad boy exterior i'm the you know lululemon live in the suburbs <laughs> you know want a perfect lawn you know that that it, it got my one tattoo on my ankle you know to prove that to myself that I wasn't gonna cry when I got it, you know that that type of thing. Bree, that's almost like you and I on on the ankle, really. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even really think about where your tattoo was until Bree said that. It'd be worse, Lance, if you're like, yeah, it's on the middle of my back, right above my butt exactly. crack. <laughs> exactly. It was on my collarbone, and that. <laughs> like oh my fucking god that shit hurts yeah yeah okay so what is it about nice guys explain the nice guy experience but let me say this real quick timmy this will surprise you i did have two motorcycles one is a katana 600 and a gsxr 750 both crotch rockets so i had a katana i had a level of bad boyness there i was gonna say that's a little something something yeah, that's a little something in the bad boy column. It, I mean, that's what you would see on I'm Miami like, going down South Beach. So, I mean, exactly. Yes. Yes. So, but you know that that the whole bad boy nice guy thing. Oh, sorry, Bree. Go ahead. What's a nice guy? Yeah. So, so Lance and I have given this a lot of talk. He and I off mic, and we've just talked about this because it's it, when I became. I've. I give the appearance of a bad boy. Just, you know, I ride a, like a Harley motorcycle custom. It's real loud. You know, my whole look, my vibe, I'm, I got, you know, over a hundred tattoos. And so I, I exude a, from a, an appearance is like, I'm a bad boy. And what I've run into is I, and I'm going to be, 
so, a little vulnerable here. There was a girl I matched with online. We matched late at night. She messaged me and she had a visual of what I was like. She heard my voice. We talked briefly at 11 PM. She came over, which she was only coming over for one reason. We sat, she got here and, and I, you know, I played everything wrong apparently. Cause when she got here, I was like, Hey, you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden I was, this was like really nice guy and asked, you know, what does she want? Like, and she literally, she hung out, we talked and she said, you know what? She says, your marriage material. She goes, you're, I came over here for one reason yeah. and you're not. And so like in my mind, I told Lance, I'm like, man, when she got here, I should have just fucking taken her back to the bedroom, exactly. threw her up against the wall and fucking ripped her clothes off and just went for it. And we would have had a great time. But instead, she came over at 11 fucking p.m. and then left at one and nothing. So can I say, so that is that is what happened. So most women and correct me if I'm wrong, Brie, when they think of a bad boy, it's not just the image itself, but it's the take charge of the situation, like coming over and let, she wanted you to open your door, throw her up against the wall, have your way with her, like not give her a chance to even say a word, basically is what she was looking for, you know, and then- Where were you two months ago? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she knew- Right. And then also part of the image is the protector image. When women go out with men, they don't want to go out with a man that they know if something goes down or somebody confronts them, they're the one that's going to have to solve the issue. Now, I'm not saying we won't, because if somebody approaches me and I don't want them in my face, I will be the first to say something. But if you're with your man or a date that quote unquote is that bad boy image, likelihood of being approached and being harassed is very slim, powerful. You know what I mean? And your hope is that, Brie, you're not, we can't hear you, honey. I would challenge that. Okay. Because I've dated bad boys with me and guys (laughs) still will say something. But that's because you don't let people do it for you. That's because you, you don't need them to do it. And I'm not saying need or want, but I'm just saying, we have that tendency to jump off and be like, get out of our space. Like we didn't invite you in, leave us alone. No, you don't have to be an asshole about it and you don't have to be ignorant about it. But I, there's a, there's feeling to know that when you're with your man, that no matter what happens, your man's got it. Right. I'll sit there. I'll sit there and continue drinking my wine and let him handle it because I can't. And that's the the balance for me where, where I'm trying to be in my life is one, I want to be authentically me, but you know, part of the challenge is, you know, I was raised hyper-religious, right? So I was always taught to be sweet like Jesus, right? <laughs> like, so I was always taught to be super kind and very sweet. Um, and, and I, and, and so the balance is the asshole bad boy you don't you don't have to be an asshole to be a bad boy and i'm i'm figuring that out that you know there there it wouldn't have been an asshole move to to do what you said when she got here slam her up against the wall rip no. her pants down go down on her like i mean no, that probably would have been like unbelievably awesome probably the best probably the best sex in a hot minute honestly right Bree? Yeah. i mean that's absolutely you're two consenting adults 
you knew yeah. she was coming over. She didn't come over at 11 o'clock for just to fucking talk to you. Right. She's looking for a gas card. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so when you do that, hey, own it, do it, follow through. Like it's common sense. So what's yeah. the difference? Like, what? Where do you? Is there? Is bad boy something you want to date, but you want to marry nice guy, or do you want to marry? You want to date and marry bad boy? Like, where does bad boy? Where does the bad boy start to lose its value when you get into a long term relationship like marriage? Or what are some of the characteristics that that person displays that you're kind of like, you know, that bad boy was like hot when we were dating, but it's it's not now. I don't have children with a narcissist. Uh, and it does. Mm. It absolutely can be a narcissistic thing, but it is also women who date bad boys in their 20s mm-hmm. don't want that in their 30s and 40s and, and so on. Right. Right. We've already figured that out. We like the, you're attracted to what you're attracted to. So me, I'm attracted to the bad boy look. I'm not attracted to the bad boy attitude. I like a man who's confident. Absolutely. Yes. But I don't want the bad boy attitude where it's, you're, you're constantly having to question why you're with them. And on top of that, there, there's a difference. Um, there's a difference in mentality there. Way, way different. Three. We're perfect for each other. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and not only that, you don't want to have to worry about breaking up bar fights when you're in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. So when I say the whole point about wanting a protector, that whole image is knowing you have almost that protector. It's still, there's still that fine line, like Bree just said, like, uh, yes, we want, we don't want to have to, I want to enjoy my dinner or enjoy a nice night at the at the corner bar down the street, listening to, you know, a band that's playing and not have to worry about my bad boy breaking up, <laughs> you know, having to break up a bar right. fight every night. You know what right. right. Yeah. You don't want that at all. It's so right. immature. It's such a turnoff. You need to learn to hold your anger. You need to now learn. If I'm being mugged, different story. Absolutely. Unleash all you want. Yeah. Go ape shit yeah. on that. motherfucker. <laughs> if you did them before I do, but that's that I think Bray, right? Don't you think that's that fine line? That is absolutely the fine line. If, if yeah. you have somebody who can control their anger, their emotions, like they've got their shit together. That mm-hmm. makes a complete difference. I remember when I was in a relationship, it was the first time I had ever gone to Boulevardia. Dude, we weren't there 20 minutes and some guy, we we weren't there very long and some guy had said something derogatory and my ex literally punched him so hard, he he turkey necked and passed out. That's not attractive to me at all, at all. Yeah, that's a douche move, man. Very, very, very much so. Like, let I I got it. So what if he says something derogatory? I don't know him, he doesn't know me, who cares? But if you lay right. your hands on somebody, then it's then it's a whole different level. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. It is, and that I think I think some yeah. women are absolutely attracted to that. I'm just not that woman. No. What was the yeah. uh, What was the catalyst or motivation for this topic for you guys? Like, is this something that comes up with a lot of your listeners or something, or did something happen and you were kind of like, you know, we need to do an episode on Bad Boy? Nope, Timmy. <laughs> oh, Timmy is the inspiration. <laughs> Timmy did it. So our podcast is very different from yours. Mm -hmm. Our podcast is very, you know, 
we know our topics, we know what we're talking about, and we, we plan for those things based off of things that we've previously heard from our listeners. So uh-huh. for us, it was, hey, Timmy, what's the topic? And he's like, well, this is what we talk about. Yeah, but what's the topic? He's like, okay, here. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, That's that right. fits right with Timmy and I, because, you know, Timmy and I are both trying to figure life out. And I think he's trying to figure out. So let me, can I pose a question to you gentlemen then? Kind of based off of the question and- you just asked us. So is it not true? Ethos, you know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. Do what? Repeat that, Lance, because you yeah. out. Oh, um, I think for, you know, not to be too vulnerable with Timmy, and he, I know he's, you know, confided in me with some confidence, but I know that he's said many times, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to understand the, the balance between the bad boy exterior and how that lines up with his inner orientation of values and being the, you know, introspective gentleman that he is. I mean, because he's, He's, he's an, you know, he's, uh, I don't know, whatever someone is that's, you know, an enigma. He's two people in a lot of ways, which but is very interesting. But right. if you think about it, if you're just yourself, the right person will come along. You yeah, don't exactly and be something that you're not. You are who you are. This is your exterior. That This is your interior. Right. Because you don't want women trying to change you because we, we, we're constantly mm. telling people and telling women, that's not what you should be doing. If you can't accept the person you're with for that moment and for the future, then you're wasting your time because people don't change for other people. They might try to, and it ends up backfiring, but people change because they want to change for themselves. They, they want to make their partner better. And when right. you make your partner better, that is how it comes together. If you compliment each other, complimenting. Yes. And typically that is when men change because they found mm-hmm. the right woman that they want to be better for. And right. vice versa, yeah. it does go both ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, Lance mentioning that is, yeah, that's totally cool. For me, I just got my, a recent tattoo on my neck that runs down my neck and it says, know thyself, which is the journey that, you know, that I'm on, um, you know, being in a 25 year marriage and feeling as though I lost myself in that process, especially within the religious realm. Um, you know, I often equate it to being, you know, I'm heterosexual, but I've had a lot of friends that are gay and it was like my gay friends that were raised in a religious setting, you know, they couldn't be authentically who they were. And it wasn't until they finally came out of the closet, like I'm fucking gay and that they felt finally whole and free. And for me, it's the same thing when I got divorced, you know, it wasn't the divorce itself, but it was that journey of self-discovery of going, fuck, you know, who the fuck am I? And now two years later going, oh, this is who I am. You know, this is like, I I want my fucking hair long. I want more tattoos, but yet I am a nice guy, but I like this and I'm, you know, but also trying to build the confidence, especially when it comes to the, the confidence, not just sexually, um, but that that's definitely in there. You know, there, there is that, that there, I've never, I've never until now, have I ever grabbed a girl by the throat. I've never spanked. I've never pulled hair. None of that until now. And I had one girl, I had one girl in the middle or one woman in the middle of our lovemaking. She reached up and grabbed my throat 
and it turned me the fuck on. I'm like, what the hell is this? You have to understand it, when you were in, you went through a 25 year marriage, you are not going to be the same person in your twenties, in your thirties, in your forties. You change, your likes change, your interests change. That is how people grow. If the person that you're with doesn't grow with you and isn't open-minded to be growing with you, that is where it stops. That's the roadblock right there. That, that is the roadblock. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, there's tons of things that I didn't like in my 20s that I like in my 40s. Yeah. I don't even have an idea that I like. Yeah, I'm learning so many things. I didn't even, there's, yeah, there's certain things I just, I didn't even know I liked it until it happens. I'm like, well, I don't know why I like that, but I sure do. <laughs> and I'd like, <laughs> like, like if you were to ask me, hey, what do you like? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what, you know, a few things that I would know. Yeah, and then, yeah, I, some things I didn't know it until it happened. I'm like, uh, whatever that was, I liked it. But you, you know what? Be open enough to communicate that. And you also have to be open yeah. enough to to want to communicate things that even though they may sound taboo, I'm gonna communicate this anyways. What were you saying, Aileen? I was gonna say, that's part of the journey. And it's funny that you just said that, Breezy, because we had an episode, I don't know, I could, um, we talked so much, but we had an episode that dropped um, a couple weeks ago, or did it drop yet? I can't remember. Oh, the size matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think for a second. Oh. You know, so I love that topic. <laughs> so here's we'll have to talk this. about that. Okay, so here's the thing with this Bree, she thinks differently than I do when it comes to relationships and knowing what you want and standing up for it. And and I and it's not that we think completely different. The difference that we have is, I believe there's a person for everybody. That the universe puts that person out there doesn't yep. matter if you've been married once twice, three times, you're going to get it right eventually if you know the signs that are given to you for that person. So at the end of it, I don't feel that size matters when it's that person that you are given, whether you take that person and run with it, that's, uh, you know what I mean? We have signs every day, whether we take them, that's mm -hmm. only us know kind of thing. So I totally just lost my damn train of thought. <laughs> oh, shit. You get to talking about size matters. We go, what the fuck? <laughs> I understand that this is my person, but I am a Christian and God does not want you to have an, an unsatisfactory sex life. So I know exactly what I like in my sex life. And I that some four inch penis is not going to work for me. I already know that. <laughs> okay. So, but you also have that damn fucking womanizer. Excuse my French. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> it got stolen. No shit. Someone stole that shit. It like no lie. It disappeared. Lance, did you steal my fucking wow. pocket pussy? Did you steal my pocket <laughs> pussy? I want that back. <laughs> Remember I said, if you're going to have the toys displayed, make sure they're in unopened packages, damn it. <laughs> okay. Do not, you cannot have an unsatisfactory sex life if it's your person. And sure. I know exactly. I'm in that realm, I was married to it. I'm sorry. I know what I like. And that is not working for me. My sex right. life sucked. Sucks. And I told, and I totally get that. But I just feel that two people that if they want it bad enough, they're going to make it work and it's going to happen. But sexual chemistry is really important because I mean, yeah. 
you Sex know chemistry is different than emotional chemistry and that's why women fall for bad boys it's i think the sexual chemistry is more important than the size matter it, and, and agreed but again sexual chemistry is different than emotional chemistry and that is why women fall for bad boys you're because right usually but is it i guess are they i mean i feel like one is a byproduct of the other i mean if if you can if if you can play the emotional game well isn't then that going to heighten the sexual side okay well, but why are you playing an emotional game i was gonna say only if you're well, not looking I, for long term would you do that no i don't if, mean if you're going to sense i don't i don't mean play in that sense meaning you're uh what's the word you you know it's just it's it's a part of who you are. You're you you are intentional about managing that part or creating that emotional connection, and so therefore the manifestation of that heightened then emotional intensity in your relationship is going to be, is a byproduct that is going to be then uh, a solid sexual you know relationship. I I, I you know the the I tend to lean a little bit more towards. I mean I've had like a sexual chemistry with with women where, yeah, the sex was great, the actual physical interaction, but when I had an emotional connection, it's much better. Oh my God. It's like, yeah. Night, like yeah. I could, like I, I couldn't last as long as I normally could. Like normally I'm <laughs> like, I'm the hero, man. Let's go the distance. I can last forever. But when there's like a deep, profound connection, I'm like, soon as it starts happening i'm like oh we're gonna have to come back to this like i i was so excited right. um where the sex alone won't do that if you think about it, the girl that came over to your house it was just a sexual attraction i mean she made yeah. it known from the get-go from coming over at 11 o'clock but that doesn't mean right. yeah. oh i've gotten smarter since then just just so you know like I mean, that's a conversation that women have like if the dude's hitting you up at 11 p.m it's for a booty call like it's just what's <laughs> yeah. used to ask right. get real yeah. come on and any woman that thinks it's different and you're not in that relationship come on you're sweetheart yeah I'm <laughs> or you're really stupid yeah, I, I've, I, yeah, I've, I've learned and I've caught on. I mean, I got hit up on Instagram not too long ago, and I'm like, I know what this is, and I'm not making that mistake twice, and it's gonna be like, yeah, I'm doing the whole slamming against the wall. I'm going for it, and it worked out beautifully. It's sexually. I mean, it worked out great sexually, right. but because there was chemistry. There was sexual chemistry. That is the difference. When you have emotional chemistry, the sex isn't that hard. But I'm still sorry. If you come out with a four-inch penis, I'm not having sex with you at all. <laughs> I mean, or let's be honest, right? Because I, I mean, again, I, I work as a date coach, and I have a lot of female friends, and we've <laughs> talked openly about this. I had a, a girlfriend. A lot of the girlfriends I've talked to, I said, okay, I, I have a question. I'm just curious. Have you ever been encountered a micro dick? And have you ever countered a fucking hammer, like a fucking bat? And they, and they, all the women that I've talked to, all of them have said the same thing. They said both extremes. No. Yeah, that's like, why I no. said you don't want it coming out of your throat, but right. you want to feel right. it. Right. right. Yes. So, yes, if you are yeah. satisfied within your relationship, great, great. No matter what that size is, it's still a size and it matters. Right. With women, bad boys, it's the aesthetic thing. It's chemistry. You see them, you're, you're, it's mysterious. It's the same thing with men. Yeah. It's mysterious. You want to know what's going on. 
And I'm so sorry, ladies, to call you out. Women love to fucking fix men. And they look at men like, oh, here's a project. Yay. I need something to do. And that's what we're trying to break the mold of. Because if men, I mean, men judge women all the time. And when I think about it, is it really that they're judging them? Or are they just being vocal on what they like? There's a, there's, you know what I mean? Like you can judge somebody. You can be vocal about what you like in a woman or what, and what you prefer versus judging and making an ass out of yourself to hurt somebody's feelings. But at the end of the day, men make it known what they like and dislike about women all the time. So if a woman, if size matters, it's going to matter. It doesn't matter what else you've got in the package. You know what I mean? type of thing well, yes I mean, we have matters for men too think about it like we said before big asses big boobs you don't have to have big boobs but they're an ass man or, right. you're, or they're a boob man like size matters <clears throat> attraction is the first thing looking at that person is the first thing you see yeah email us um or, or comment huh do what repeat that huh repeat what you just said I was going to say, we had, so on that size, the size matter video, we had a girl comment on that video and literally was like kind of dogging Brie out because she was saying size matters. And she said that basically we're no better than what we're trying to preach on no shame on our podcast because we're saying size matters. And I completely disagree with that. We're literally just specifying what we like. Yeah. Just like right. gentlemen, like guys do on a daily basis, whether it's two, two women or to a group of guys at the gym, right? Am I wrong, guys? Everybody no, listen. Yeah, that's the thing. Here's the, and this is something that Lance and I just talked about yesterday. And one of the things I really appreciate about Lance is. Is my size. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> oh my god so it is it's a very non-judge you know in my journey of of healing over the last couple of years you know i used to be judgmental as a religious person and, and now i'm i'm just no. not and and what's wild is a lot of my judgment stemmed from my own shame and guilt so you know now i don't judge people and so if a woman you know, doesn't like me for any reason. Cause I coach a lot of people and, and women tell me all the time, you know, I told the guy I wasn't interested and he sent me this nasty fucking text and all this. And I, you know, I coach guys all the time. Don't be a fucking piece of shit. Like if someone's not interested <laughs> in you, it's fine. Hey, at just least like you're going to go on a interested. date. Right. Just like you're going to go on a date and, and you won't be interested in her. Like, it's part of the fucking game. What I like and what Lance likes is different. I'm not going to shame or judge him that if size does, like he might be into boobs. He wants big boobs. I'm like, I don't care. Like that's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change. Lance is a great dude. Just, but he likes big boobs, whatever. Everybody likes what you like. So a woman wanting a, a dick bigger than four inches, that's there's, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, Personally, I, I mean, size I think does a, matter to an extent. I think there's a range, though, that's really, as I'm doing this, we're talking about size matters. I'm like, <laughs> probably this is not the time to be using my hand. But there's a range in there, right, of, of like, of like, you know, whether it's boobs, butt, size, whatever. the. I mean, I feel like we're talking about the, the fringes, like yes. either you're, and, and I'm like, <laughs> so it's not like it's a narrow, like 2% window. It's, 
you know, it's, it's a large um, area that you have opportunity in there. And I think a lot of people hear this when you're guys, because we put so much emphasis on the physical, I think they're thinking, right. They're thinking, okay, where do I land? The point is you're the majority of you are in this range. And it's right. not like a guy's going to be like, well, I was really looking for a B cup and you're an A or a C. I mean, the point <laughs> is, is that you, we're all over the place, right? And, it, and it's a lot of how it fits more into your personality and all those other things. So I always feel like this conversation is, yes, if, if you're in one of those on the ends in the extreme, it's like, yeah, you're probably going to have some issues that you're going to need to work through. But the majority of people are in here and there's certainly going to be opportunity for you to find someone that works with you so you shouldn't feel in any way inferior the problem is is people hate rejection they hate it yes and and girl and women the fucking world is rejection you need to learn how to take that rejection Um, if you're in sales you got to get a hundred no's before you get one yes dude right amen yeah rejecting they're they're rejecting what it's their preference like don't take it personal but That's the difference the thing, is, yes. the, the difference is, women will be upfront with the guy. Yes, the guys are not, not upfront with the women. Not all. Up, I mean, I, I'm, right. I know that's a generic mm. statement. Yeah. But from, ex- I mean, look, I was married and I divorced after a year and a half. I've been divorced for 18 years. Bree knows this. We have been told and we have seen some shit. Women are more honest than guys tend to be, and I say that tend to be because I don't want to. Just, you know right, what I mean? I'm not right, saying that. Sure. If guys it's like saying all be, blondes are dumb. That's right, not right, true. Right. You know, but listen, guys that are listening, if you guys would just be upfront with the women, don't care mm-hmm. about hurting our feelings. Don't right, care about right. what we think your ending outcome is. In a respectful manner. Just yeah. tell it as you see it. If you take yeah. and you meet somebody online and you go for a dinner and halfway through the dinner, you're like, Thinking in your head, fuck, this shit's not gonna work for whatever say reason. It. Say it. You know right. what I mean? Say don't it. leave the don't leave the chick yeah. on. Just at the end of the day, be like, hey, I had a great time, even if you mm-hmm. didn't, whatever. But it's not gonna happen. Absolutely. You're not gonna get a phone call from me. You're not gonna get the random text. But if you're a player and you know that that's gonna be a piece of ass for you down the road, mm-hmm. then you're gonna do what you do. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just slip into right the bathroom there. and never come back. for women women, if it's a bad boy thing you know what i will sit there and i will get to know you that night if it's like a first date or we just ran into each other but i am always on alert i pay attention to everything so if i notice that yeah you're a bad boy but you're just eyeballing everybody else yeah you're a bad boy you look good and you know a lot of women um yeah, you're a bad boy and you're trying to use your charm, but this isn't really going to go anywhere. There's two things. I either just want to have sex with you. And again, if your penis doesn't have the size that I'm looking for, I'm not going to have sex. <laughs> but well, yeah. if it's that and you're not doing all of these other things, there's potential for dating. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about marriage, but there might be a potential for dating. Yeah. They and are- I agree with that. I, you know, the, I'm glad you said not all men are like that because I, I have... I'm very self-aware, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of what I feel and where I'm at. And so when I first got divorced, every date I went on, I was very honest. And I said, Hey, listen, my heart is not available, but that is available. <laughs> and, and, 
And so like, I'm down for that. So I was just very upfront, like, hey, this is just what it is. Or did you say that when you were talking to them first? Because had you said that, you probably wouldn't have made it to the date. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't say it until we got to the date. But and and what's what what I noticed is here's the thing that I coach guys on this, and I've learned it just I didn't used to coach guys on this. And now that I've learned it firsthand, I'm like, shit, honesty really is the best policy. And so what I've learned is I have landed more. Not now. I don't do it as much as it, this anymore. But in my early stages of di- when I got divorced, I was really in that hookup phase. And when I was in the hookup phase, what I realized is that if I was just honest with where I'm at, what I'm looking for, a lot of women were like, you know what? I'm down to just yep. hang out tonight and just have a good time. And if we never talk to each other and it was I'm still friends with a lot of them, like sure. some That's of them turned into friends with benefits. Say but that we're still friends today because they appreciated my honesty and my directness. And so I told guys, if you try to get into their pants by lying, it's not going to work. If you're just honest and say, Hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm looking for. If you're down, I'm down. I was surprised before you meet them, but I will tell you this, Timmy, I'm so sorry. You probably did that because you wanted to see them. You wanted them to see you before anything else because you're like oh i'm gonna wait here and then i'm gonna say this and then you're gonna exude your personality and looks and it, it is what it is it, it, it's yeah. gentlemen women always want the option to be able to have a voice so yeah. when you're honest with them mm-hmm. to begin with it gives them the right to say if they want to proceed or not mm-hmm. when you yeah. lie to get to that first date and they think there's potential because they had the best time of their life mm-hmm. and all you wanted was a piece of ass is is destruction in the end because at the end of the day either she's going to get clingy and you're going to be like damn this bitch won't stop fucking texting you know what i mean yeah. it can go south quickly and it all stems well, that's, from the honesty okay, so that's where you get into the asshole phase where see yes. i you know i definitely yes. am a po- i'm opposed to being an asshole yeah. i just refuse so there's a balance there. And so I feel like being honest and vulnerable with where I'm at. I even did on one of my profiles. I said, I'm literally recently divorced, only here for fun, you know, whatever. And I got swiped on. And so I was like, well. So Lance, I'm interested. How'd you get your wife? I was just going to. Please tell the truth, buddy. Did you meet tell the truth. Did you meet You online? laid the hammer down. Yeah. Yeah, we did. When did you um, meet her? Like, we want the story. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll back up a little bit and say, Timmy and I talk about this a lot. I think you, when you know yourself right, you got to know what your, your strengths are, what your playing cards are, and how you kind of play the game. And for me, it's a lot of intellectual foreplay, you know? I mean, I'm a, yes. I like to talk. Yeah, so, so I'm a, and I'm a very curious person. So when I find somebody I'm interested in. That's uh, why you're an Aquarius. You know, I'm exactly exactly and so she put on there you know I had a best friend um that her and I were real close and and she was going through the dating experience as well and so you know I would talk to her and hear her story and she was just saying all the time you know guys are like hi what's up you know like those are the dms that she's getting you know and she's like I'm like they don't say anything and so I learned early on it was like girls want to know like you said or you know have a voice and it's like I, I read what you're saying so Michelle had out there on her profile something about journalism or something. And so I asked her what her favorite, 
what her favorite P word was because I knew I had a few in my back pocket, uh, pedantic, pernicious, you know. So I was like, when she sends back that, that'll be kind of, and she loved it. And, and that was just, I always tell that story because it was just a great way for us to kind of kick things off. And I mean, we were just off just to the that. races. You paid attention. Right, exactly. You didn't even have to be told to pay attention. You did it from the start. Mm -hmm. So we had, a, I mean, you know, we had a lot of connecting points and, and, but that was, you know, that, that was different than just sending a hi or what's up or you're cute or, a, you know, whatever it was, mm -hmm. it was a little bit of, you know, if they don't send something back, then, you know, I don't know, then we're probably not going to match because I felt like I had a good line with her. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You, and it wasn't even a line. It was just paying attention. No. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, you're not going to drop something heavy right out of the gate. Right. So it was kind of a fun that it was like in that balance. Right. It was like a Ooh. little intellectual, but it was like just kind of a little fun banter as well, you know. Right. And so um, we actually kept all of our the only part that we don't have is when we were on the app. But we moved from the app very quickly to texting and we have all of those text messages, which is fascinating to go back and see, like, how are you kind of dialoguing between each other like in the first few right. days so what app we did it on match craigslist <laughs> so, I continually joked about how i need to make a tinder i've never i haven't done this i need to make a tinder profile and see like literally do an experiment on what that would look like if i did a tinder profile because I don't, I, I just don't do day naps and I've never been on Tinder and I just. Yeah. I think match is probably the one to use if you're looking for long-term. Yes. Right. Well, the thing, the thing that I learned There's was only that um, I dated, I dated someone and, and she owned her own business. And every time we went out, it was, you know, do you want to come up? And then we would, you know, we'd be doing something with her business. And so, you know, gotcha. it just was like, that's not what I want. And so she was right. just too busy. We and I felt like I was available and she wasn't. As soon as we dropped or you know, we broke up, she um, I saw her right back online, and it just reminded me that people get bored on a Tuesday or a Monday or a yeah. Wednesday, and on Tinder and them, it's really easy to get online. But with Match, when you got to put down 50 or 60, 75 bucks, whatever it is, you get Absolutely. people that are a little bit more serious about it. Hey, Absolutely. That's why the narcissist never canceled his subscription. He just kept it on going. Say, say that again. The sound wasn't good. I said, that's why the narcissist kept his subscription all those years and never took it down. Right? Oh. Right. And, and I feel like Tinder, so I feel like our, it's not our generation, but mm -hmm. the generation or the times in society today, they're afraid to have that type of relationship, even with the bad boys, they're attracted to the bad boys because the bad boys don't want anything and the girls don't want anything. I mean, here's the thing. Marriage is going down. Having children is going down. All of these things are going down. And I'm so sorry. It's because of social media. And here, yeah. here's the thing. If a guy is going to pay the money for a dating site, he's more likely looking for long-term. Right. Yep. And if yes. you're not emotionally available, don't go on, on dating sites mm -hmm. and, and put that you're looking for dating. Or if you, I, I've had friends who have been on dating sites and it says, um, unsure. Why the fuck are you swiping on that? If you're unsure. Well, don't get in, right. Or don't get engaged and put your fucking profile back up and think that the person that you met <laughs> online is not gonna see that shit because right. you're stupid. 
Right. Absolutely. I, I can't tell you how, how I, I just uh, met with a client this morning and she just got out of a relationship with somebody that she found out she was the other woman. Oh no. Like for fuck's sakes, man. I thought I was the woman <laughs> after how many years? And we were what a month before marriage right. and found that he was right. back on match.com. And let me tell you, I printed that shit out and sent it to, that's how I canceled our wedding with the quickness too. I highlighted a bad boy. It's yep. these assholes, assholes. It's not even bad boy status anymore. No, it's no, it's, it's asshole. It's not and bad boy. Like, and this was what, seven years ongoing. I mean, this oh, yeah. wasn't something that happened overnight. We, I mean, but we met on match.com. It was right after my divorce, 19 years ago. We dated forever, it felt, it felt like. But he always found somebody else when he was traveling for work and everything else. And it wasn't. And he finally proposed to me. And my mom told me, don't do this, Aileen, because he's going to hurt you. I'm telling you. My mom couldn't stand him because she saw the signs. And I didn't want to listen. And a month before, was it a month free? A month before my wedding, I got a gut feeling. And I was like, you know what? Let me see if he's back on match.com. And the, the, the bitch was. He was and, back and on match.com. I highlighted, I highlighted, I printed that shit out, his profile when he rejoined, highlighted that bitch and sent it to everybody that was in, invited to the wedding. And that's how the wedding got canceled. Wow. You are yes. legit. Wow. Damn. Like I said, she is way more. People are always talking about how I am so aggressive. No, you guys, I learned it from, no, this woman is way more aggressive. But that, that's the problem. Women feel like they've given up so much time and energy with a man and, and they're afraid to let that go. It's, it's literally wasted time. Mm. And now they got to revert back and figure out where that insecurity came from. And it could have been from that relationship or not. I mean, but, I lost right. friendships and family because of that relationship. And, you know, it took me a while to get those friends and that, and that family back because they're the same people that warned me. Absolutely. from the get-go from that whole situation and i didn't want to listen because i fell and i fell hard absolutely and, yep you know and, and from it, a man's perspective you know from a man's perspective the, what i what i'm running into and I'm, i'd be curious to see what what lance feels or what he experienced i am experiencing women in their 40s and 50s jaded as fuck bitter mm. jaded huh. angst and it's just, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm good friends with my ex. We got divorced without lawyers, without even a mediator. We just decided we're, we're friends. We still, I still babysit the pets. We still, you know, so like, pick, it's, pick it's, up creamer our, my, experience was, my experience was different. And so I'm just not Jade. I'm not bitter. I think she's a wonderful woman. I wish her well. She's still dear to my heart. I still love her. And I still want to get married someday. Like I still, I'm still for love. I'm still for romance. I love women. So, it, but man, I'm telling you what, there's a lot of fucking jaded women. Well, because it, you've been married for umpteen years. Mm -hmm. Think mm -hmm. about what the women tell you when you go on these dates. Why are they so jaded? Right. You're coming from a 25 year. Healthy. Right. 25 years of being married. Yep. Health. I mean, for the most part, I'm assuming healthy. Or yeah, you, I mean, I would think you want to stuck around. I'm no, it was, 20, it was honestly 24 years of marital bliss. It, the last year, it's the empty nester, okay. empty nester syndrome, right? Our kids yeah. left. It was just different. But right. 
What about you, Lance? Did you did you experience that, or is that just me? Lance, no, no I, were you married yeah. before Lance? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got. Okay. So I got married. I was married for 16 years, and then okay. very toxic situation, and then found somebody that was the complete opposite of what I had. Got married a second time, and then got divorced. And like we dated and got married, divorced all in like 16 months. So, so I mean, how? it was very fast. So and then, then, then Michelle and I dated. When you What's were that? Sorry. marriage, did you not already feel jaded going into the second one that you went into? Um, I didn't only because of my personality. I'm very optimistic. And so I, but what I didn't, re because it was so, because my other, my second one was so perfect. And so, I mean, literally was like, we, we thought we have blind spots. Let's go, go to a counselor just to make sure that we're seeing, they couldn't see him. Right. And so we were like saying like, talk us out of this. It feels like the wrong thing or we're moving too sure. quickly and no one really could. And so, but what you just didn't realize was, you know, when things started to go just a little bit stressful, all those raw spots came up again. And, Absolutely. and it just, we realized neither one of us were in the place that we were in. So, you know, well, you know then I was like, exactly. But, and that's why, you know, Michelle and I dated for four years before we got married. So that, that was a much different, mature, you know, uh, play than, than the first, you know, the second one was. So how long um, between your first marriage and your third? Uh, probably five and a half, six years, six years. Okay. Yeah. So we were not, yeah. What's that? See how long that takes? Because there, there were, between your first and your second, there were some jadedness. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't realize it. And, and I don't know if it, it wasn't, I wouldn't describe it as jadedness is I, I, I'd be interested in you guys' thoughts on this. I find it very hard when you're have relational issues, when you're not kind of in it, you think that, yes, you need to take some time and work on them and realize what they are, but it's almost like you can read a book on a sport. At some point, you've got to get out there and play the sport to kind of figure out how good you are at it or where I, your issues are. Yeah. And that was my issue. It was like, yes, I knew what the things were, but I didn't know what I was like outside of that toxic relationship. And so I needed to kind of get back into something. And then once I got into it, I didn't realize like some of the things, same things were coming up in, in the second that were in the first. And I was like, okay, the only common denominator here is me. Right. Okay. But so going into the second, though, I mean, you had to have some type of understanding of what you wanted, oh, considering definitely. the relationship you just got out of, right? Yes. So and that, and one, I, go ahead. Well, it, what I realized that that was what I needed to be able to do was create an emotional connection, know how to turn towards someone when there were issues. Mm -hmm. These were all things that were missing in my first that that were it, it greatly accelerated in the second. Foundations. Were there not any signs going into the second one that you would have maybe noticed coming out of the I, first one? I meant no. We were like it was. It it's a good question. I've I've analyzed it a lot because I'm not one, like I couldn't believe it happened the first time and then to go through it and then in that short of a window note that it happened the second time I was like 
how did I miss this? That's the and sign. People don't change overnight. That's the sign. No, they don't. What I think, what Michelle and I talked about this the other day, and I wish I would have recorded it or, or wrote it down. I think for the second and myself, we both found what we wanted. I'm just thinking this out loud as I'm kind of trying to explain it. It was like, we both were looking for something, but, and it, and it provided that in the relationship. But when we got to the place where it was just a little bit, started to get a little bit rough, we didn't realize how far apart we were at that point, even though it was, sim it was a similar concept that got us to that place. Okay. So this is where Me I say you fall in lust and not love because here it, it's literally the honeymoon phase and everything is, is bliss. Everything is great. And if, if nothing seems to be going wrong, if everything is moving very fast, that is a sign. Great point. Exactly. And that probably was the, that was the issue, but it's like, when you're going through it, we connected. Mm -hmm. Well, I never had this, you know, you're just, you're like, what do you do? Fabricate something? You can't, you couldn't, right? So it was like, right. but what I realized coming out of I, here, this is what I do say. I, I would never go back and want to change my second because I learned more coming out of that than really? I ever did my first. Every relationship, I always say it's a blessing or a blessing. And, and I'm not yes. convinced that the common denominator on relationships that don't work is the person that is not working for. What I am convinced okay, about point. is the fact that you don't see the signs that are put in front of you to keep you from making the same mistakes over and over yeah. again. Unless it's the well, guy or the girl that's been married seven times, it's fucking you. <laughs> it's you. I agree with and I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Look. <laughs> you agree with that. That or you're just naive. And I don't want to say, not, I mean, I don't want to. That's stupidity and uh, ignorance. It's the same thing, stupidity and ignorance. Or or you're not being honest with yourself and you're just right. looking yeah. for that, right. that, that um, what is that, that constant gratification mm -hmm. and not looking for the long term. Right. Yeah. So what I really liked about. Everyone's afraid to be alone. Uh, I don't know, Bree. I don't mind it. I really, the one oh, reason, yeah. you know, part of Lance's story and, and I don't know, it's maybe cause I live such a public life. I mm -hmm. actually really enjoy being alone, to be honest. Right. And I'm not just saying that I, I want to be partnered up. I, I do. I, I want that, but I really enjoy being alone. Yep. Um, but real quick about what Lance said, I find what Lance said has been very helpful uh, and I've expressed this to him, his story has been very helpful for me. And one of the reasons why I've kept myself from for falling in lust or love or whatever too quickly and and have been you know very upfront in this process, like, hey, my heart is not available mm -hmm. at this point. And so, and that's not just about protecting someone else. I'll be honest. I'm selfish. It's about protecting me. Sure. And, and I don't want, I don't, I didn't want to be the guy that was married 25 years, divorced mm -hmm. for six months and then mm -hmm. fuck it, married again in a year. And you know, like, not no, yep. no, I, I am like, I am taking my time. I am doing me. I am self-discovery. That doesn't always work out either because I was married and I got into her years after I divorced, years after, because I 
needed to learn who I was again as a single mom. I moved out before we even divorced and, and we did the same thing. We didn't have to have two lawyers. We had everything planned out. Um, there was no money issues. I didn't even want to fight it. I just wanted a divorce. You just wanted to leave. I just wanted to leave. Absolutely. So once I left, I, you know, did my thing. I focused on my kids for two years. Then I got into, into a relationship and that was, even though I thought that I was strong and I was ready and it worked probably the worst relationship I'd ever, ever, ever been in. And we weren't together a year, not together a year. And I already had to figure out how to rebuild myself from that relationship because it was not only toxic, it was my very first, I think, experience with a toxic relationship, but people who are toxic are very good at being a, a certain kind of person for so long. And then as soon as we, he asked me to marry him and I said, yes, because he was a Christian. He had all these things going for him. And then as soon as he flipped, it was like, fuck this. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed two things for, as you guys are talking, it kind of takes me back a little bit. I noticed two things. One was um, not enough time. It didn't pass. Timmy and I talk about this, you know, we say like you and a friend told me this, that you ought to go through all four seasons and all the holidays at least once together before you make a a decision. And and of course there's nothing special about going through Easter or Christmas, but it just gives you enough time that, Mm -hmm. that you, it, it allows enough time to, for there to be, all the experiences that you want to make sure that you experience with that person, right. you know, uh, and you know, whether concept. and without all of the fucking conflict. So then I waited, yes. I waited years after and got into a relationship thinking, Hey, I've got this shit under control again. Right. Yep. <laughs> and then when, but, but you have to understand every person is different. And here's a person who's actually a good person. The fuck. Like, well, the other, the other thing that too many, things going on with themselves and you cannot fix them. That's why I constantly tell women, you cannot fix men. Right. You cannot, you can't. They need to do that shit themselves. And men can't fix women. Nope. It goes, <laughs> it goes both ways. You look towards women, they're like, oh, I can take care of her. Oh, hey, no. Like that, that's where you need to feel needed, but that is not where we, we thrive. We thrive on a interdependent relationship. At least I do. I don't thrive on Oh, Bree, mm-hmm. 100%. Have you read um, uh, Hold Me Tight by Sue Thompson? No. That's one of Johnson. the things. Or Sue Johnson. It's it's a very powerful. It's But it talks about that. There's there's codependence, which is terrible. You know, it, I, I want to be wanted, not needed. And I, and I, I actually, this is in my uh, profile on Match. Um I haven't paid for it yet. I'm doing the free free part of match right now. But anyway, uh, he's, he's just uh, not, if he hasn't paid for it, he is not there yet. He's not ready. Yes. I wanted to Lance got me to put the profile up there and I'm like, I'm going to pay for it, but I'm just kind of waiting. But anyway, because so, but it's a lot ready. more, it's a, it's a lot more length in there of, you know, what it's wanting. And it's, it's funny because I put in there, I'm a happy, complete person. I'm looking for a happy, complete woman that I can walk alongside and, and we can together, you know, share in our happiness. I don't need, and I don't want someone who needs, you know, I want to partner up, ready yet. you know, I don't, I don't need it. 
and I'm, I will challenge you, which apps are you working on or are you more active on besides Match because you haven't paid for it? Just Hinge. Hinge only one I do. See, we just heard about that. And there's another one now that's new. I can't remember. Yeah, Hinge, Hinge is a lot better. I, I feel like the quality and the what – um yeah tinder like i'm done I, yeah all that shit i'm done with that shit i like i like hinge i like craigslist no i'm teasing i like hinge <laughs> because hinge is seeming to be a more of a quality the dates that i've gone on are are women that uh, like myself are more interested in dating now not just hookups and and they're more interested in in uh you know finding finding their their partner and so sure. that's why i made the switch dating a lot of people date with intention and right. a lot of people with no intention right yeah but you yeah. just said the hinge you just said hinge tends to be a little bit more quality right oh well, a lot yeah that's why i'm doing it it's, it's way better but, but i prefer people in person i'm actually considering getting off all the apps because i now that the world's opening back up I'm out in the public more, and I'd rather find a woman at the grocery store. I, 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 I trust me. That's how it should be. But you made a good point right there. You just said hinge. You were looking. I mean, if you didn't take the time to fill out the match stuff, exactly. Hello. I mean, exactly. quality doesn't matter whether it's hinge or match because at the end of the day, you didn't want to take that time out to fill out. The stuff for match. I agree. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I did. So, cause I did all the match stuff. I just haven't done the pay thing. And the only reason is it's, I know you, and you can give me shit all you want. That's fine. I haven't paid for it because the world's opening back up. And so for me, it's like, I don't necessarily right. need it. I get a lot of dates from like last night. I got a, I got a number last night sitting at a restaurant with my buddy. Uh, mm -hmm. By the way, Lance, I was with Steve Janky last night. Uh, Steve, okay. I, Steve, I mentioned Janky. Steve, our buddy. So That's Steve, is, Steve, is, one of our, really is. Steve <laughs> is one of our buddies. Anyway, he and I went out for drinks and appetizers last night. And uh, Thanks I, for I inviting saw, me. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> saw, saw an attractive oh, woman and I, you know, approached her <laughs> and just said, you. hey, can I give you my number and whatever. So I, that's why my hesitation on online dating isn't about whether I'm serious or not. Honestly, okay. it's about this. Maybe, maybe I'm just cause it's old, I'm old school, but it's the stigma. It's like, I don't need online dating to meet people. So then I'm I don't go think anybody does. I, yeah. I don't think I'm anybody go does. Further. High, high five. So she, I, I don't think anybody does. So you she can't to you. Yeah. Did, did she come up to you? Uh, not this one. I approached her, but I've oh, had okay. it go both ways. I've had it both ways. So do men actually feel more comfortable having a woman approach them or vice versa? I, well, Lance, I'm curious what you think. For me, uh, I absolutely love it. I had a, a woman approach me a couple of weeks ago and she came over and she just said, you look like a sexy pirate. That's what she said to me. <laughs> and I said, well, thank you. Can I said, you imagine I'm imagine what that sex uh, night would be like. Yeah, <laughs> and I told her, I said, I really appreciate it. And and my my line back to her was, I said, well, how much do you like the sexy pirate? I have a, I have the whole outfit, and uh, and she she laughed, 
and we exchanged numbers and um you should have said wait until you see my sword <laughs> oh, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah, but you're not. But no, so Bree, to answer your question honestly, so I, um, I for whatever reason, I just don't have, I don't care about rejection. It does not bother me. I don't take it personal. I'll approach people anywhere, anytime. It doesn't bother me at all. The worst well, thing I uncomfortable without. They're, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, no doesn't bother me. I don't care. It doesn't, uh, it's whatever. Everybody has their type. Maybe I'm not, it doesn't matter. Right. But I am extremely flattered when I'm approached mm -hmm. and given a number or just when someone comes over and says, you are cute. I, sure. It flatters me. And I've right. been now, I'm curious about for the women, because I want to find out what Lance thinks about this, but I have a question mm -hmm. for you women. I've approached women before and again, not all, to, just like you were saying, not all, right. not all. Right. But sometimes it's like they're put off that I'm even in their space. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm coming over to tell you you're beautiful. Can you just be, can you take the fucking compliment and not be a fucking bitch? Like, you don't, I'm just trying you to tell you. Hold on. You, you don't know what's going on in her life. And I'm not making yeah. that as an excuse. And I, and I will say this. I have that happen to me all the time, all the time. And for me, it's one of those, if I did not give you an eye indication that oh, it's okay for you to come over to me, then please don't do it. I cannot yeah. tell you how many times I've had a man That's good. come up to me that is good. And, and tell me, hey, you're beautiful. Okay, thank you. But I'm in the middle of a conversation with my friends. I did not give you an indication that it was okay. Now I'm, I'm not gonna be rude. But I've had several men come over to me and it just gets old. I'm not even, hell, this was two weeks ago. I'm walking my oldest T's do um, dog around my neighborhood and I see this Jeep. Okay, they turn, they go away. Dude came back looking for me just to tell me I was beautiful. <laughs> and, and it's like, man, come on. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I just don't understand. I mean, this one girl, I followed her into the women's bathroom and I started talking to her. I'm like, what? Well, then. But no, it's not always. Well, there you go. I'm like, why is she so freaked out? Like, what? No, Bree, thank you for that. Because what, what I've learned now and hearing what you just said confirmed, it confirmed in me what I've suspected and what I'm trying to coach guys. Because this is, you know, I'm trying, I'm practicing it and teaching it is to make sure that she's giving you the the look right so the girl that was that came over to me and said you look like a sexy pirate the wild thing is uh you know she had made eye contact i made eye contact like there was this little yeah. thing across the restaurant and actually how it went down is i was with a buddy i went to the bathroom and on my way back from the bathroom i was going to finally talk to her mm -hmm. well when i came back from the bathroom her and her girlfriend were talking to my friend and when I walked up, they said, there's the sexy pirate. And I was like, oh, I said, I said, I was looking at you. And she goes, I saw you looking and I was looking at you. And so I felt so. Yes. Thank you for that. Contact. If, if a woman yeah. is, is not giving you that eye contact or any indication that she is interested in any way. When you go up to her, dude, be ready. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's your choice. You. But I need to read that better. Yeah, that's good, Re. I appreciate that. That I definitely need to be able to read, like your audience. Read your audience. You know, all the time. Read your audience. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Well, I also, no, go I ahead, also please. think in that situation. Well, sorry. Um, I also think in that situation, like my, I think Bree, you're making the point that yes, there, you, you have that certain look. Guys are going to come up to you, but I think it's so. I think to me, the guy that would would make more an impression on you is if he's making some sort of compliment about what's happening, the way you've got a dynamic with your friends or your smile right. or something, but something that's much more different than just the physical, because exactly. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, yeah. and I, that's my play to me, you asked earlier, you know, what was my play? That was always my play on something like that. I, if I wasn't going to swoop in and try to, but I, you know, engage in the conversation as much because I don't know what was happening, but I did want to maybe just drop in and do a little, throw a little bit out there to see, but it usually would have tried to have not been most on the physical, even though I was obviously, I wouldn't have even been approached if I didn't find them attractive, sure. but I usually, you know, to try to bring something up about, you know, some dynamic that I saw, I've been watching about that person. Their boobs. Yeah. So I shouldn't lead with that. Their boobs, right? <laughs> so I'm going to say, and this is probably so off kilter and people won't get what I'm trying to say with this, but I'm going to, I'm going to compare bartending to dating real quick. Mm -hmm. I've bartended for many years, all through college, strip clubs, you name it, Brie will tell you, Bourbon Street in New Orleans. I have done it all when it comes to bartending. And I'll never forget, and I try to tell new bartenders that come on board, they get very disgruntled and discouraged if they've waited on a gentleman for hours while this person is sitting at the bar and the guy gets up pays his tab and doesn't tip this girl. Now, it all boils back down to body language. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a complete believer in this because yeah. had, that, had that bartender at that moment paid attention to the body language and the conversation, if she had a chance to talk to him, mm -hmm. she would have realized that this guy was not in that bar at that time to converse with anybody around him. Right. He was there because he was going through something. So the right. guy did not tip her. She did her whole rant the whole evening, pissed me the fuck off because I'm like, dude, you don't get it. This is where your age is coming out. I well, finally got her to shut up about it because it was, you know, it's a turnoff. To me, it's a turnoff. You're in there to do a job. You're a bartender. Yes, we work on tips. But then in the day, if you can't read your people and your patron to right. come in there, you're not going to make your money. That I'm guy sorry. just lost his wife. He didn't want to talk to anybody. He didn't right. want to flirt with anybody. He was in there. He had just lost his wife and he was drinking his sorrow. Two yeah. weeks later, he came in and tipped her 500 bucks and apologized to her. Wow. If that's wow. not a lesson to be learned, I don't know what is. And I know that bartending and dating is, I mean, it's definitely two different. Our bartenders see a lot. We they do. do. So yes. And, and it's all about body language yep. and being able to read the people around you or the person around you, whether Absolutely. they're drinking or you wanting to go up to them because you think they're pretty. It's all about the timing too. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. So good. And you know what? It goes back to what you said earlier about no judging, right? right. To, to, to give someone the benefit of the doubt, you know, when yeah. someone like that, like rather than judging that person, mm -hmm. just, you know, who knows? Right. right. She wasted her energy that night while we were working, bitching about this poor guy that didn't tip her. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, he lost his damn wife just the day right. before. I cannot tell yeah. you, you know how many times. But he realized and he came back two weeks later. Yeah, I cannot tell you. You A bitch. Because when you get it so much, it's not, it's so mm -hmm. disingenuous. 
and it may not come right it's disingenuous but it, it is and when you get the same fucking thing from every fucking guy it's just like man who is teaching you who is ra- who has raised you exactly at the box who- which is exactly why i went for what's your favorite p word there you because go i wanted it to i knew no one else would ask her hey, yeah. hey lance i always said I always suggest to stimulate my mind, just not down there too. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, that's something that that. Well, one, you know, I, I I know better as a 51 year old. So I, you know, a lot of times I'll I'll want to compliment on one thing, but I won't because I know don't fucking do that to me. But right. that's been helpful for me. You know, Lance has helped me, you know, look be more creative in my approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, I, and I hadn't even told Lance this story, but this because of Lance, uh, I met a girl in, uh, I say girl, woman, in uh, Trader Joe's, um, and we were in the frozen section of whatever, and so I'm like, okay, Lance always says, go for the intellectual, Timmy, and so I remember I said something like about what she had picked out of the grocery store. I, I can't remember what it was now, yeah. but it was something very creative, and right. she was physically yeah. She was off the charts physically, but I did not even acknowledge her physical beauty at all. And when you're doing that, make sure you're emotionally available. Yeah. And so when I did that, when I did that, I, she, uh, she was flattered. She saw me out in the parking lot. She Mm -hmm. came up to me and said, here's my number. And I was like, I was, and I forgot to tell you this, Lance, but I was like, yeah. damn, Lance, that See, worked like great. Yes, it's intriguing. Oh my God, this fucking person has a brain. Oh my God, he didn't just pay attention to my looks. Every fucking person pays attention to looks, which is fine. I'm, I understand I'm an attractive person. I don't need you to tell me that. And right. that yeah. it's, a, it's a safer play for the guy. It's a safer play for the guy too. I think Bree, you mentioned earlier about you know we we want to be careful about rejection, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm a yes, I'm tall, six one, but I'm a redheaded guy. I always say this that you know I it's not like when you hear you know girls they're not describing a tall, fair skinned, redheaded ginger that they're you know wanting. But so I've learned right like so you know my game was always like I'm not the tall, dark, and handsome that's going to walk up and be like oh my you know they're going to talk to her girlfriends. You should have seen this you know, tall, fair-skinned, redheaded guy that talked to me at Trader Joe's. That's not what you hear, right? Aileen's a ginger. So so what I've tried to do is I'm Scottish, too. Come on, cut me a break. (laughs) Is lead with something a little bit more safe. And if you go up and you're talking to them about something and it it backfires where you're not reading the room and picking up on the vibe coming back, it's your fair play. You were just going up and saying, hey – you should see the dish that I can make with carrots or whatever it was to me, you know, that you can. And at the end of the day, if you go up and leave with the physical and she doesn't reciprocate, mm-hmm. it's over at that point. You're Absolutely. walking back with your tail Absolutely. between your legs. Yep. So, Tim, so Timmy, what did you do after this, after she gave you her number? Uh, I, I waited a day or two to, you know, to, to text her. I don't know, you know, because again, I, I did it only because, I wanted to text her immediately, but I was like, okay, you know, play it cool, play it cool, Timmy. Don't, you know, whatever. Don't be too eager. Don't be too eager. I think it was later. I think it was later that night. I just hit her up and said, Hey, you know, it was uh, good to run into you at Trader Joe's. And, and we started chit chatting for a while. 
And then, then she dropped the bomb. She was getting ready to move to Louisiana, I think. Um, so, so we ended up, we went out a couple times and it, it actually didn't even get physical. We just, we just had a good connection, a real good, like friendship, kind of a banter. And, uh, we stayed in touch and still chat. And, you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it just so didn't turn into anything. She's in Bourbon Street now, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Those days. Those days. I know. I miss me some New Orleans. <laughs> so, well, yeah. so here's, I got a, here's another question for, for both of you ladies. So you say, you know, why'd you do that? You know, that's, here's the challenge, right? So, you know, Brie has a thing she likes. You have a thing you like. Lance has a thing. Everybody has a thing, right? So what I've been receiving from my girlfriends is what the, what, the reason I waited is because my girlfriend said, don't be too eager, you know, right? So because I'm the guy and this is, backfired on me i'm the guy that first date i'll show up with flowers there's uh, nothing wrong with that no well but it's backfired on me because women will say it's like too much too soon i just did a video on being too available yeah they what what that tells people and and flowers are great i think flowers are fantastic i'm not a flowers person but that's in a relationship. But I think when a guy shows up with flowers, that means either one, you're just doing what every other guy does, or two, you're just actually putting some work in. You can do a 50-50. But when you are too available, it shows that you aren't really living your life. You don't have a separate life from this person. I disagree. No. I disagree. But when a person no. More effort into a text message than a person that they just it's met. It's a fucking text or, message. But it's just a text message. Like, I don't I, I don't know you yet, and I'm trying to get to know you, but I don't But how are you going to get to know them if you're going to judge them for texting you? Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying, babe. I'm saying society Wait, that's says, what you just said. No, I'm saying society says being too available is wrong. That's what society is telling us. We've done it. When I'm too available, mm. guys like, ew. Like, why is she texting me right back? I've had it done to me. That's what I'm saying. Look, if I send, okay, if if I send you a text and I just met you the night before and I'm saying, and we exchanged numbers and I said, hey, it was great meeting you last yep. night, talk to you whenever, yep. that doesn't mean I'm making myself too available. Because let me tell you, I got a whole life that I live. If you want to be part of it down the road, I'm a, we'll, we'll get there at some point. But if you're going to text me, yeah, I mean, but I'm here's that you're too available. Yeah, but it see, that's funny. Though. I think it's cool. That, I think it's cool that you guys see it different. And I think this goes back to the non-judgment. In other words, because yep. I hear what you're saying. You're saying, you know, Timmy, be you. I mean, if, if you want to bring flowers, bring flowers. Yeah. If she doesn't like it, fuck her. Exactly. In other words, thank you. Like, exactly. but, don't, but don't just great, but don't just not text because just because Bree thinks it's making yourself too available because of her past experience no, or no. 10 other. I say society. I don't say me. Society, not me. Right. I'm very, very, I'm OCD. I'm going to text you back because you're in my phone okay. and it just happened. And I, I just. Okay, Bree, but, Bree, but let's not think about society for a second. You and I are on this show with him, with them for a minute. He doesn't know if he should text the next day or not. I'm saying that if I'm saying if you met somebody and you guys exchanged phone numbers mm -hmm. and you obviously are interested in that person, we're not, I'm not a mind reader. So right. I'm not going to know if you don't send me that text. Absolutely. Yes. But we, but we're just us. What I'm saying is 
in the dating world, especially if you're dating younger, mm-hmm. there's a difference. There, there's a communication block there. Totally, I totally agree. But I'm talking about, I, I was meaning now, yes. his situation. I'm just saying we're grown adults. We've right. already lived in marriages. We've got children. Yep. I don't have time for fucking games. Agreed. I've got Agreed. a life that I live. Agreed. I got a shit that I do. If mm-hmm. you're interested in me, then you need to yeah, make sure you interest. If not, go the fuck on. Yeah. And see, that's the, so that's part of the challenge that I've run into is not just personally, but in, in mm-hmm. coaching and, and things that I've watched is the, the whole, cause I'm like you, hon. I, I, I fucking hate games. I'm mm-hmm. not into games. If I fucking like you, I'm going to tell you if I don't, I won't like, you, you, don't, need to, you don't need to, you don't need to worry about right. where I'm at. I will tell you I'm a communicator. It's what I do for a living. If but, the girl will tell you if she doesn't, if she's not interested. Yeah. And, and I would hope she would have never gave you her number if she wasn't interested. Exactly. Well, see, okay, that's exactly my my thought as well. And and part of the balance is, and Lance and I just talked about this about the the rules of dating. And there's this fine line between the rules of dating and then games, right? So, yeah. like in football, there are rules. If you don't play by the rules, you get fouled. Right. And so within within the dating. Like Bree was saying, it, it can mm-hmm. seem too available, you know, every time they text you, if you text right back. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, if I'm available to text you back, I'm, I'm going to fucking you. text you. Absolutely. But what date, what age range are you trying to date in? Because I, I promise you, it really is a generational thing. It is. It is. I agree with her on that. No, I'm dating girls in the 40s now. And they're doing that now. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Thank you, Timmy. Yeah. All right. She, you, you just answered that because I do agree yep. with her on that one. When you're younger, you play more games. Yep. Plain and because simple. They don't, they don't know any different. Yeah. They honestly yeah. don't. They weren't right. taught the way and we it, were to, to be able to communicate. And, and I wasn't even taught. I actually had to learn how to do this years ago. So they are learning in a social media time. And communication fucking sucks. You don't know what you don't know, but you can't change that. And it's not your job to fucking teach them. Right. Yeah. But we, but as humans, we're not mind readers. Right. And I don't want to waste my time. Here's the thing. If you don't say, if a jo- if a guy doesn't tell me, well, I'm not saying it has to be the next day, but at least make it known that you're interested. My God, you wasted your freaking breath getting my phone number from you. Why are you going to wait a week later to throw me that booty call text because I'm gonna tell you to go fuck off basically excuse yes, my and, French and because that's exactly be what that comes off as everybody right. wants to be chased god damn I don't want to be chased and I don't want to chase anybody that's a lot of fucking effort that I could be putting into my own life I just said that last didn't I I said listen it's like tennis if I fucking hit you the ball Hit the yeah. fucking ball back. Right, like, right. I want like let's let's engage because I'll chase. I as a guy, and especially as a fifty-one year old, you know, I, I don't mind pursuing I don't mind pursuing and chasing to a certain extent. But if you're walking or running from me, I'm not gonna chase you down. No, nope. you're wasting your time because if they're going the opposite direction, it wasn't meant to be anyways. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If somebody chase I look at it this way. Chasing and pursuing are different. Chasing is when you first start dating or you first start talking and you're just trying to get this person's attention. Pursuing is intentional. 
and that's typically within mm. dating. And you that's pursue good. each that's really, other. That's really good. When right. you are dating, you pursue each other together. You, women have to pursue their men and men have to pursue their women. And when one is off, man, you're going to have some issues. It creates right. insecurities. Right. And going back to what Bree was saying about society, letting somebody know that you're interested is completely different than becoming so obsessed and needy with somebody that you choose to hound yes. the person you're trying to date versus go out for the Friday night with your group of guys because Absolutely. you're so concerned what she's doing. Don't be concerned what she's doing. Y'all are dating. If you're that needy and that possessive or obsessed with a human being, you can't take your own likes, loves, and passions to do you on the days that you're not seeing this and the person you're trying to date. That is a red flag. That is what she's that talking about. There's something wrong with that. Interdependency. That is codependency yes. versus interdependency. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of relationships now are codependent. Yes. It's not the bad boy. I'm not going to tell is, my man he can't. Yep, because he's he's been gone for a while, right? He he's going he's going. Yeah, he yeah he did a fishing uh, tournament. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's the thing. Like, but I'm not gonna be like you got to call and text me right. every time you check in. You know, you leave the 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 room from work, yep. dude. I don't got time for that. I'm yep. doing my own. Mm -hmm. I know where you're gonna come Absolutely. home to. I yep. know you know. And if we didn't live together, you know what I mean. Like you know what your relationship is like. It is all it's about a turn off when that becomes a problem. Really? So yeah. the, the, the girls who are chasing bad boys will inevitably give them some of that insecurity, that codependency. It doesn't matter if they look great. Yeah, that's fine. Their looks are awesome. It's not all about looks. I have to be attracted to what I'm attracted to, absolutely. But I'm not attracted to codependency. I'm not attracted to having no. to teach you over and over and over again. If, if you can't disappear with your group of guys and play that guitar you just picked up without somebody hounding you yeah, because they want to know when you're going to be done, that's a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, plain and simple. That's one of the biggest red flags that people overlook all the time. And that goes yeah. both ways, women and men. And yeah. that turns yeah. into the whole narcissist bullshit yep. and all that stuff. It's I don't have time for that. It's all about social media. You are so much more available. You are so much more um, easier to get to. People just think, I mean, men and women do this, but I'm a woman, so I'm going to speak on my experience. I can't tell you how many times it's appeared to look like I'm in a relationship and men will chase me harder. It's a challenge. It's oh, challenge. yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Bree, it's, stupid. <laughs> it, it's weird. I, I, I actually, uh, was, uh, a little surprised, I guess, when I became single, because when I was married, I got hit on quite a bit. Left and right. Right. It's like quite a bit. And then yeah. now as a single guy, it's just not as it's, it's not right. as often. It's, I don't It's a weird thing. It's very which is very disconcerting you know, in one way. It's like, that's kind of fucked up. But um, I find it fascinating because I guess, you know, I wasn't available. I don't know what that is. I don't know why, but that's well, that I, I experienced that firsthand. Just like Lance said, when you go in mentally, that, that creates a challenge. 
people like to be challenged. I like to be mentally challenged and physically challenged. That is the kind of person I am. People don't want something easily handed to them. If it was that easy, it's not worth it. And man, I'm telling you, that's such a that's such a, a an important it's like piece because. Out those profiles. Well, exactly. You know, honestly, what I've noticed, and Lan I told Lance this the other day, the more that I have really sunk into who I am and enjoying my life with my friends and, and you know, playing music and doing guitar and all the things that I'm doing, the more that I've really just like, I'm living my life right. and not concerned. I really, like, I really am happy. I, I don't, I'm not frantically searching for someone, whatever, it's fine. But the but more I've become okay with just me, the more my dating has flourished and the more opportunities I have, it's really a weird thing. It's like the more you really want something, it eludes you. The more you're like, I don't care. I'm just living my dream. Right. Because it, the, universe, the universe is going to give you your person. When it's time. When you're not expecting it and you're focusing on you. My Absolutely. tattoo, like, Timmy, don't wait Christians. for the perfect moment. Take the moment and make it perfect. Yep. And Timmy, you and I are Christians. So when you put the, I mean, God always says, hey, be patient. Wait, I'm building you. The, the first thing that people ask when you're single is, please bring me a wife or husband. Instead of asking, please make me a wife or husband. Yeah. And they don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's always too great, but yeah. you, you haven't done all of these things. And a lot of the time they have somebody. What'd you say, babe? They have they want the constant, they want the um the quick gravity gratification of knowing that they have somebody. Every everybody wants that label. Mm -hmm. yep. But they don't know what that label stands for, if that makes right. any sense. And you that's awesome. And I've yeah, one thing that I've often said that that I'm realizing, it's like, you know, when you say something, you're like, I'm not quite living this out but I know it's right. right. And it goes with what Bree said. It's, and I tell, I coach couples or coach singles this. It's not so much about finding the right person that matters most. It's about being the right person. That's and that's become, that's become very real to me to go, you know what? It's about being the best version of myself, deal with yeah. myself, do myself. Absolutely. And when I'm aligned, the planet will align. God will bring me my partner. Yep. Wait, that, that way you're not, your partner's not trying to change you left and right. Right, because yeah. you've already done the work yourself. And that's what I think partners, bad boys, good girls, bad girls. It's all about work within yourself. It's all about figuring yeah. what has created these insecurities. And typically it's childhood trauma. Everybody mm -hmm. has them. Something has caused them to feel a certain way. Um, they feel insecure. They feel that they aren't good enough, unworthy. And you honestly have to look at yourself every single day and say, hey, have I done the right things? And if I have not, I need to approach them. I need to look them right in the face. I need to give grace. I need to give forgiveness and I need to be forgived. And then I need to work on what makes me better. Right. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with trying to make you better for another person. It's, it's for what yourself. makes you better for yourself and people yes. understand that that's within any relationship come on intimate, amen preach it preach it intimate best friend whatever it is you have to put the effort in you have to and people yeah. don't understand that well, we're yeah. not talking about put the effort yourself. into the relationship put the effort into yourself absolutely people yeah that's 
people are not ready to look at look themselves in the mirror and say, God, I fucked up. Like I've done some shit to people and I really need to work on that. You know, that's why years. That's why I've always what Timmy? I was gonna say that's why I think going to uh, at least me, I value therapy. And I went to 10 months of therapy after my divorce because I wanted to work on myself. You know, I really wanted to dig deep into my own, like you said, my childhood and different shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had three dads by the time I was seven. I mean, I have a story, yeah. right? And so I wanted we to kind of dig, in, dig into that. And, uh, I mean, you know, that's kind of, if I'm honest, it, I don't know if it's a red flag or a deal breaker, kind of where I'm at exactly, but you know, if I meet someone and they've been divorced and they've not gone to therapy, yeah, I don't oh, know, yeah. man. I what about you, Lance? Did was that a thing yeah. for you? Oh yeah, I always said, you know, you know, I've talked about this. I've said the one of my first questions early on was I wanted them to be able to tell me how what they've learned coming out of their divorce. I mean, if they if they weren't able to do that, then I just realized that they had not put in the work, and and that that was a big red flag for me. A big red flag for me is when a person will sit there and talk about how bad their ex was. Oh, yeah. That's yep. a big red flag for me because if you're sitting there talking shit about what your ex did to you and taking no accountability for what you did to them, red flag. Yeah. Yep. 100%. I literally couldn't agree with that more. That's a hard, fast deal breaker for me. Absolutely. And most people don't want to do that, though. They don't. They don't want to put the work in. They want to pass the buck. Just like at work, they, you know, that saying they pass the paper, they just want to put paper pushers. They just, they pass the buck. They don't want to take responsibility of their own doings in that relationship. And that causes so much shit going forward. It's a, it's a spiral downhill, no matter which way you look at it. There's a void that they're looking to fill. They're not ready to fucking look at themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, I've been divorced for 19 years and I'm finally getting married again in August. Oh, and I, I, I know. But why? But why? Do you have an officiant? <laughs> We're going to Vegas. <laughs> We're doing a Vegas wedding. I can do a, I can do Vegas. Hey, and the more the merrier. Come on, I'll send you, I'll invite you to the damn Vegas wedding group. <laughs> Aileen's story is literally the epitome of choosing the bad boy over the good guy. I I did that. And what happened was I previously dated this guy 14 and a half, 15 years ago. We literally, we lived together and my bad boy that kept coming up in my life that I found on match.com showed up at his house to try to get me back. And, and I ended up leaving for the bad guy. Only to be done what happened to me and karma's a bitch. Because let me tell you, I did that. And I love I, my, my fiance. I love him. I mean, he, he was my person, but I let the bad boy get in my head. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I mean, I, I devastated what we had. And for, for 15 years, all I did was wonder if I'll ever have my chance again. And oh. sure enough, two years ago, he found me and That's he came cool. back. But I, but I ruined something very, very wonderful yeah. to go to that bad boy that truly was wrong for me. And, and he was a bad this, boy where he had the wrong. I say this. Everybody has a time. There's yeah. always a perfect time. You just weren't ready then. We weren't. We weren't. I was still damaged from my first, re- my first marriage yeah. because the bad boy came after my marriage and I was still damaged and I didn't want to be honest with myself. Um, right. And that's why we work so well together. Like, mm-hmm. 
That's me. I mean, it'll happen, mm. but it happens when you when you work on yourself first. It really Absolutely. does. Absolutely. So. Well, hey, I gotta, I've gotta shut it down before one. But I've really enjoyed this with you guys. I'd love, we, I'd love to do another topic with you guys. It'd be fun. Oh my Absolutely. god, yes, that yes. would be great. We had a great time. You guys, make sure that you are listening. This is gonna drop for Timmy, the Timmy Gibson Show tonight, and this is going to drop next week on our Wednesday episodes that we drop every week. And we cannot wait to hear your comments. We're gonna tag. Timmy, uh, the Timmy Gibson show. Make sure you guys are going to follow them too. And we will see you guys next week. You guys have And a we great- apologize if we talk too much. We're women. Yeah, I we- love it. <laughs> it <just happens. laughs> it's good for us. <laughs>